Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Cosmic podcast. And today it's my utmost pleasure to have my mentor and friend, um, astrologer Ariel Gutman, with me to talk about the upcoming Libra Cazzini Venus Starpoint, various names, that's happening this weekend, October the 22nd at 29 Libra for the first Venus star point since 1879. This is, I know we've got eclipses coming. Everybody's excited about eclipses and they're important of course, but this star point is um, a major shift for all of us collectively. But before we talk to Ariel, I just wanna point out that Ariel is not only the uh, writer of this amazing book, Venus Star Rising, new cosmology for the 21st century where you can find out what your own personal venus star point is and your own personal five-pointed star because the venus cycle makes a five-pointed pentagram star but it also kind of gives you details about relationships and everything and this book's really accessible for astrologers and uh, non-astrologers or people who only know the very basics so I did want to plug your book first <laughs> I also you. want to mention <laughs> I also want to mention that um, Ariel was on um, a symposium with the Cosmic Intelligence Agency over the last few days uh, which I uh, signed up for and haven't managed to watch all of yet but she was on with it Kelly was seven Hunter. hours I'm not surprised it was I know, I know, they're always so long. <laughs> but it's Adam something, you know, even if you do an hour a week for the next seven weeks, it's really, you know. Yes. <laughs> and, and we're going to be under the Libra star for um, the next hundred years. So, you know, you, you, can, right. you can afford to do an hour a week. Yes. <laughs> do an hour a decade. <laughs> But I am going to post the link to the symposium in the show notes. Um, it's well worth signing up for. Ariel, you know, she's only going to be on with me for an hour talking about this star point. Uh, because as you all know, I work with Venus all the time as well. And I'm actually certified in Ariel's um, star point um, work. Um, but it, it's just such an exciting shift to me. So welcome, Ariel. Thank you for being here. I know you've been so busy. <laughs> yeah about this. it's dizzy now <laughs> you know it's sort of like when it rains it pours it really pours when or i yes. thought of that expression the other night when you're hot you're hot and when you're not you're not yes. <laughs> it's sort of like you know these these things come and they're like then the media and everything the social media everything is on it mm -hmm. on it on it over and over and over again and then suddenly it falls away and suddenly it's talking about it again. so <laughs> i may as well take and we're the, on to the next thing i yes. may as well seize the moment but um I'm, I'm happy to be here and i'm happy really i'm delighted to have you as one of my venus star point teachers and counselors mm. because we do have a program in certifying astrologers um, in this method. And Louise um, has did incredibly well on her, um, <laughs> the, the exam that she submitted for mm -hmm. to become, you know, uh, qualified and certified. And I recommend this for other people who want to really use mm -hmm. this as part of their practice, you know. I do. I do too. It's um, it's it's very paradigm shifting work to be quite honest, and I'm only just starting to 
touch the surface of really integrating it into my work. Um, but right now I'm kind of really interested in it more at a collective level because of this shift into the Libra star. So yeah, you tell us a little bit more about it, um, Ariel, and what you think about it. <laughs> well, the shift into the Libra star, I think is important from, I, every star point shift is important because Venus star is a slow moving rotational clock that operates behind the zodiac. We don't always see it. We don't always know it's there, but it is there. And it um, in its pentagram, so, you know, when we say Kazemi, what we really mean is a conjunction of the sun and Venus viewed from Earth. But it is actually the Earth and Venus together going around the sun that make this Kazemi our kiss, kiss of Venus, I've heard it called, I've seen it called, um, and also, of course, the conjunction of Venus and the sun. So there are a number of ways, number of ways to find these, you know, sun-Venus conjunctions. And the beauty of the Venus cycle is that these conjunctions over an eight-year period make a five-pointed star, a pentagram, a full pentagram of morning stars and a full pentagram of evening stars. So actually two stars are created in eight years. And when I discovered that pattern, to, to tell you that I was profoundly moved by the beauty of how Venus has embroidered that tapestry in the sky over time, and once one star is finished, another one's created. And so she just keeps creating stars perpetually and perpetually. Again, this is with Earth. And so what do we take from Earth? Here we are on Earth. Our connection to Venus and our partnership with Venus, it's really a partnership, um, mm. is beautiful. And it's something that I think... Um, makes us want to dance and sing and mm -hmm. express joy and you know it's it's it makes us move it made me it just moved through me like mm -hmm. you know it just shot through me like I don't know this incredible light mm -hmm. and working with the material the whole time I was you know in process of creating the book was that way too I could not wait to get up every morning and get to work on more of the Venus star. So it actually has, there's a visceral feeling you can feel from working with it. And I've heard some of my um, Venus star point teachers say the same thing that when they discovered mm -hmm. it, it was like, oh, I, I just know I want to, I want to work with this, you know? So. Oh, I've, I've been the same. I actually started working with Venus because uh, I think, I think like you, Venus comes to you rather than um you come going to venus in 2017 i had a, a dream i woke up and was like oh i'm actually going to do a venus retrograde class <laughs> i was like really okay and i just yeah. did a venus retrograde class uh, i followed all the nudges and and that was the 2017 retrograde and i'll be running my next class next summer but since then, I've taken your certification. I've read your books. I've read all, all the Adam Gainsbourg book, yeah. Venus. Any 
anything Adam I has, can get. In my hand. Adam has a wonderful book too. And if you really mm -hmm. want to go into the Venus cycle, I would use, I would look at them both because you know, yes. they're both. But you're right about Venus comes to you. Um, I, this came to me. I really wasn't thinking that I was going to write another book at that time and mm -hmm. had no clue that I was going to write one about Venus. <laughs> um, and uh, then, you know, I started researching like you, the retrograde patterns and saw the pentagram. You probably saw it too mm -hmm. when you were thinking, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to teach a Venus retrograde class. You're going to look at them all and you're going to see point to point, retrograde to retrograde, that that cycle. So that mm -hmm. star is a beautiful pattern. And really the the essence of it is that we are all born at a certain time when the Venus star clock is making five points at specific degrees around the zodiac. Mm -hmm. And so my next question, of course, was well, what are those degrees? You know, like when was mm -hmm. I born? And that was another um, revelation to me that said things about my chart mm -hmm. uh, that took planets from my chart that I uh, wasn't paying a lot of attention to and really brought them into the forefront because if you've got for instance the planet Uranus hooked on one of your star points exactly um, whether it's your hand or your foot or you know your head point it's kind of like you know Uranus is a very operative principle in your life. No, you know, that's yes. just the way it's going to be. And, you know, the, my moon was there and that's a very operative point. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, I had other planets there too, but, um, Saturn, um, yes, we work, <laughs> we work hard and diligently for Saturn, now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I had, I, I realized that uh, it's an expression through Venus that the planets that mm -hmm. come through the Venus pentagram um, are sort of um, wanting to be expressed more fully in your life mm -hmm. through the joyful aspect. And what's funny about having Saturn on one of my five points is that I used to tell people, my Saturn's in Virgo, and I used to tell people a long time ago that I'd read for that had Virgo planets or a lot of sixth house planets or whatever, mm. I would say things like, well, the song that comes to mind is from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and it's whistle while you work. And, you know, the dwarves <laughs> are all marching off to work and then oh, yeah. whistle while you work. <laughs> and I was thinking, if you've got all these planets in the sixth or all these planets in Virgo, you're going to have to really love your work. And so yeah. if you're loving it, you're going to be whistling about it. And I thought uh -huh. that's so funny. Then later, all these years later, I discovered my Saturn <laughs> in Virgo's right on that star point, uh, one of the star points. And I thought, well, uh -huh. it's true. I do love my work. And yeah, um, you know, uh, it, it it obviously loves me because it never lets me off. You know, it doesn't give me a whole lot of time off. Ariel's Ariel's even tried to escape to Greece too. Yes, exactly. I have. And and not only escape to Greece, but be with somebody who absolutely doesn't want me to work at all. Oh really? Yeah, I know. 
and it's like oh this is funny this is really funny <laughs> oh that that brings me just to something talking of because the venus star point is absolutely amazing for looking at your relationships too by the way my husband is actually on one of my helping hands but um his venus star point is but um if you don't know your partner's time of birth or your own <laughs> the venus star point you can look at a lot of stuff on it without knowing the time. I don't know my husband's time of birth either, Ariel. You don't know your partner's either. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I was speaking about, yeah. about that with Chris Brennan last week. Yes, on, that's on where I heard it. Yeah. He says, yeah, he said this presents a problem when people are dating people and they have no idea what time they were born. And I go, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm living with that too. And, you know, you always want to go, oh, maybe it's this sign because this just happened, you know, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of have from but the venus but the venus star is not going to change by the time the of the venus star so won't all you, you need is your date yeah. of birth month day and yeah. year you look up on yeah. a little table somewhere mm -hmm. anywhere everywhere <laughs> these days <laughs> Find in this venus in this book <laughs> yeah in that book and i i think even if you google find your venus star point yes yeah. it's probably available now um uh, you know, it's um, when the book came out in 2011, uh, it was slow, you know, it was a slow, yeah. it's a whole new concept. And, you know, I yeah. was given that subtitle, A New Cosmology for the 21st Century. And I thought, okay, you know, I didn't make that up. That was the way it came. And I thought, okay, it might take a couple of decades for people mm. to really get into this. But, you know, it's now 11 years uh, this year. It'll be going on 12 uh, in yeah. March. So that's its Jupiter, first Jupiter return. Because it came out with Jupiter and Aries, actually. Um, well, do you, mind, do you mind if I share the chart? And then I know you've got a couple of things to share yeah, yeah. as well. Sure. Um, now, now that you've mentioned that Jupiter's in Aries, I'm like, oh, good, good segue. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because yeah. this is this is a PDF of the chart, and I've taken out a lot of stuff, so it's not too confusing. Okay, um, this is this is the Venus star point or Kazemi, the conjunction up here at the top of the chart. Ignore where the location and the houses, because it will be different places for everybody. And and this Venus star point, to my mind, I've, I actually looked back at the last one um, that was on October the 22nd, 1771, that started the Libra star point last time. And it, of course, we didn't know of the dwarf planets. We didn't know of half these extra trans-Neptunian planets and things. So this Venus star point- We didn't even point, know about Pluto. We didn't know no, about Neptune, we didn't. <laughs> you know? But yeah. but they also were they also were not aspecting it anyway. So um, to my mind, this Venus star point is going to. I mean, I think we all know that we're moving into a new age, a new paradigm, and some major big collective shifts are happening. Um, I think this is demonstrated by this chart. For the for a start, we've got a T square. The Venus star point is opposing Eris, who is the goddess of discord in Aries. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see her as more the truth revealer and square to Pluto. So we've got a cardinal T square that's 
kind of bringing radical discord and change. Um, it's conjunct Haumea, which is birth, rebirth. I'd already seen that one. Um, Kelly Hunter spoke about Manwe, which um, is at zero Aries, but Jupiter's in Aries. So there we have the Jupiter return of your work. Um, That's another thing I hadn't considered because this week is kind of off the charts <laughs> for me right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and, Uranus, and Uranus was at zero Aries when the book was published. Uranus. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, um, wow. Yeah. I was going to say, was it Uranus or Neptune? Yeah, of course, it was Uranus. Uranus was at zero Aries. Neptune hasn't gotten oh. to Aries yet. <laughs> wow. Good okay. heavens. Yeah. And, and so then, here's Jupiter. Yeah. And Jupiter yeah. return. Yeah. Yeah. Jupiter return of your work. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I won't speak to Manway because um, that's Kelly Hunter's kind of discovery, and I've not studied her, but. Um, again, that symposium, if you want to know more about that from that presentation, there's a lot about that. I'd already noticed Sedna, but if we notice it's all at these N degrees of signs. Pluto's going to move into Aquarius soon. Sedna is about to move into Gemini. Haumea is about to move into uh, Scorpio. And these are all, um, there's a book by... Um, um, Alison Chester Lambert, who called all these dwarf planets the starry messengers. It feels like they're bringing in some really new stuff, some new stuff as we move into the new paradigm, the new age. And right. I kind of agree agree with her. Um, yeah. You know, Sedna's got this 11,400 year orbit. So it's it's associated with huge cycles of climate change. So mm -hmm. we're entering we're not just um, entering a, a Venus, a Libra star point 100 year period of air. We also have these outer planets bringing in this big change collectively. But look, mm -hmm. Sedna, Sedna and Jupiter, and now I've discovered Manway, thanks to Kelly Hunter, are pointing right at the star point, slightly out of sign. But that's a finger of fate, finger of God as well. So what would you like to say about that? I don't know much about Manway either, um, but I no. was tickled to see Jupiter at zero Aries, even though it's retrograde, but zero Aries for this initiation into the Libra cycle mm. um, of the next 110 years uh, that we're going to be having Libra star points. Um, mm. And I was also really happy that Kelly also talked about Haumea being conjunct this new Libra star point because uh, Haumea up there in 29 Libra is the Hawaiian fertility goddess. Um, and so what are we birthing? Mm -hmm. We are giving birth to a new world. But, you know, as the star point enters the sign, it enters at 29 degrees because the Venus star clock moves in a clockwise direction against the zodiac rather than in the flow of the signs in the zodiac the way the planets move so um 29 libra is actually the very first libra star point and zero scorpio is the last scorpio star point which we will have in 2026 i have been seeing for at least a decade now that the 2020s was going to be a major 
turnover, changeover, regrouping, whatever you want to call it, retooling of the world, some ways um, in, a, in a good way and some ways in a challenging way because of this, not only the star point change, squaring Pluto, and the and the and the the flipping from Libra now four years from now back to Scorpio and then okay. eight years from now back to Libra to stay. So there's this Libra Scorpio mm -hmm. cusp. Anybody who's born on the Libra Scorpio cusp is going to be feeling these changes impact their life for the whole decade. Um, mm -hmm. Birthdays from about October let's say October 21st to about October 24th um, are really going to be more or less feeling, you know, all of this stuff that's going on now. And mm -hmm. the other thing about you showing this chart, which it reminded me of is I have a, a colleague in Athens, Greece, um, uh, Angela Tiki. And she has mm -hmm. presented a work that I thought was really brilliant at a conference we she uh, hosted in Greece a few years ago. And it was about the birth of democracy and the chart of the building of the Parthenon, um, Athena's Ooh. temple on the Acropolis. And she was able to get it into a pretty, looking at historic history and whatever, she was able to come up with a chart for it. And I was shocked to see, not shocked, but I was like, wow, this chart that featured the cardinal signs, you know, just uh, really strongly emphasized, but in the late degree cardinal signs from, let's mm. say, 22 degrees of cardinal up to about 28 degrees or 29 degrees of mm. cardinal that um, I thought that everybody uh, and then I started looking at uh, you know for the for the building of the um, Acropolis or for the opening of it whatever the, mm. the actual finishing of it um, and then I started looking at all these world leaders charts and countries charts and seeing how many uh, how many uh, charts had this um, had multiple planets in those degrees of cardinal signs mm -hmm. um and so the, how they were hooked into that that whole concept i've also talked about democracy and especially in america and the u.s because we all know that pluto is returning to the u.s chart for the first time ever since its inception it's a 248 year cycle pluto the venus star is 251 years so Mm -hmm. Three years after the Pluto return, the U.S. gets its first Venus star point return, which I think will also be huge. That will take place in 2026 yeah. at the last Scorpio point, because mm -hmm. the U.S. has a one degree Scorpio star point, and that last star point will be zero Scorpio. So it will be completing That's gonna be. The, 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 the journey, and it's exactly... That's uh, 250 years since the 17, so 2026 is about 250 yeah. years from the inception of the country. So that's um, going to be very interesting. <laughs> you know, do do we need? I mean, are we going through a changeover of? I I think because Pluto's a little bit less than the Venus star, the way that I have actually um, 
determined this to be working mm. uh, is that we'll have a Pluto transit to anything and it will feel really hard and letting go of something that maybe we weren't always prepared to let go of, but maybe we were. But it all, mm -hmm. Pluto is Shiva. It's a death. It's a separation. It it's a, it's a fine, it's it's a final goodbye. You know, it's gone. You know, the, yeah. the tsunami just came in and wiped the whole village away. You know, it is <laughs> this ending. Um, but it's also the recreation afterwards. <laughs> well, is it? How many myths oh, I think about it's... Pluto recreating? Mm. true i think it's the venus star point that comes in right after uh, that's the recreation point. because the venus star is about birth it's about mm. creation it's about life fertility growth mm. expansion the venus star is a fractal that keeps reaching out and repeating and repeating and repeating never ending and mm. this is what made me think where have we gotten the idea and this is the question i'm not saying this is the yeah. final answer where have we gotten the idea that pluto is rebirth well i've had pluto transit over almost every planet in my chart <laughs> and right. i definitely feel i definitely feel like i've been recreating myself all my well, life when the old uh, dies away Yes, yeah. we, we look yeah. for new creation, but is it really yeah. Pluto that's creating it, or is it that mm -hmm. Pluto is just taking away the non-essentials, the things we don't need anymore, mm -hmm. and then Venus is, comes along a little bit later and says, you yeah. know, and, and I don't know that people, I can tell you from my own experience, having a very heavy Pluto transit in the mid-teens, that lasted a lot longer than I wanted it to because it was connected to a whole T-square and cardinal angles mm -hmm. and all that, you know, um, lasted a very long time. Um, mm. And I kept waiting when it was finally over, the last of the Pluto uh, points was, was finally finished and it was moving on. I still was waiting for the new life to begin and it wasn't. Mm. And I wait and and I thought, okay, I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to do this on my own. <laughs> Nothing's really showing up here. And then suddenly, not suddenly, but a little time passed, a little mm -hmm. more time passed, and new life showed up, and a whole new world opened up to me. It's why I'm living in Greece now, and mm -hmm. all of that. But um, I, I, that's why, in some cases, I began to think maybe when your pluto transit is finished the new life doesn't happen immediately because you're still in a transition phase mm -hmm. between what you've just let go of and what's coming in the future what's coming i'll have to have a look at my past pluto transits to look at that yeah that's so so that brings me to an, an and i'll leave the chart up for a minute just for and the listeners, the cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So, you know, if you've got anything in those signs, this is huge for you. And I know Ariel's going to talk about the new five-pointed star coming up. But I did a couple of other things I noticed about this are that um, 
Venus's last aspects, one, in fact, they're happening today and tomorrow <laughs> as we record this on October the 17th, just before the, um, the Venus Cassini, are to Mars and Pluto before she conjoins the sun. And now she's moving away from those. And those are the modern and traditional rulers, um, Pluto being the modern and Mars being the traditional rulers of the old Scorpio star point. Mm -hmm. So I just... I just kind of find that really quite astounding that she aspects both of those before she goes into the heart of the sun and into mm -hmm. the throne of the king, as it were, and yeah. then launches this new hundred year um, thing. It's almost as if she's saying goodbye to them because she's moving away from them, moving yeah. away from those aspects. Right. The, the, the opposite. The opposition to Eris, though, every v the next Venus star points right through till uh, 20, did I say 2042 or 2032, yeah. are going to be all going to be opposing um, Eris. And Eris is, has been bringing, well, we talked about it, she's been helping Pluto kind of collapse our institutions and the structures that we live under and revealing the corruption for quite some time she's been disrupting and she's a real paradigm shifter so yeah. uh, unless unless there's anything else you and or J Jupiter you mentioned Jupiter being retrograde in this of course Sedna's in the other Venus ruled sign mm -hmm. Jupiter's a, a about to retrograde into Pisces where Venus yeah, so is Yeah, so it's going back. It's doing a cusp thing too, but they're doing yeah. a cusp thing at the, um, um, yeah, you know, the other way. Again, <laughs> two Martian signs going back yeah. to two Venus signs, which I thought was yeah. kind of important because Jupiter in Aries is a Mars sign. Uh, Aries is a Mars sign. It's going back into Pisces, which is a Venus sign. Um, the mm -hmm. star point is Libra in a Venus sign, but it's going to go back to Scorpio for one last pass, mm -hmm. which is a Mars sign. So we're having this dance between Mars and Venus. And mm -hmm. as you mentioned, the Mars in this chart, it doesn't quite get up to the 29 degree point before it goes retrograde. I think it retrogrades right at this degree here, 25 Gemini. Yeah. It's, yeah, but, yeah. This is so we have to degree. wait. We have to wait until like next March when it finally comes out of Gemini to trine this um, Venus star point mm -hmm. um, in Libra. But Venus and Mars, actually, from the mythology and from all we've seen in chart indications, tend to hook up pretty well together and <laughs> they they're yeah. you know they're a pretty good attraction they like each other here they are in air Thank signs you. um i think the air theme is what's really going to be big in the next um mm -hmm. few, de decade or two as well as the cardinal signs and 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 mm -hmm. so going back to what angela said about you know democracy and the birthplace of democracy um I really feel like democracy is is having its um, day in court right now, with all these um, hearings and and uh, about uh -huh. the the Capitol siege and about what really happened and how a former U.S. president might have incited these riots and 
Liebert mm -hmm. is really about the scales of justice. Um, one of its yes. major points is the is ruling in the courts and mm -hmm. um, is it blind justice? Is it totally impartial? Is it taking both sides, which Liebert is supposed to do, um, or is mm -hmm. it, you know, coming up into um, the idea of um, well, we're going to rule it the way we want to rule it. And we're going to yes. change the rules, which means democracy really is in danger. If that, if we are and, letting the courts do things that are really mm -hmm. not legal, I mean, then mm -hmm. I think something like a world court has to step in and say, you know, this yeah. is not, you know, or the cosmic court, <laughs> the goddesses of the cosmic yes. court. Um, you know who the scales of justice are actually um i believe symbolized by astrea the goddess um yes. goddess of justice yeah. a starry goddess who who actually left the earth plane even mount olympus this is above mm -hmm. kind of the earth but in the sphere of the earth who who left the earth plane in total disgust saying i'm sick of you know these humans goings on and what all this that happens i'm going up to the stars <laughs> yes so um oh. but of know. course jupiter jupiter is the law as well and and to talk about the scales of justice and and the courts and and the the hearings and all that kind of thing i think over this the discord that's been happening as we approach this Libra star point um, has been, it's been shown that somebody managed to poke all the holes in the US constitution to go to the US. He managed to work the constitution and find things that were kind of gentlemen's agreements before that weren't encoded into law and has managed to like um, twist it all so that, and, and he's not, perhaps not actually broken the law because there was holes there there were things that were not written in the constitution of the supposed um one of the greatest democracies on earth even though we're a republic somebody's going to remind me in the comments that we are a republic because we are but we're a democratic republic <laughs> it may Based not have democracy. been written it may not have been written in the law but it is written uh -huh. somewhere in moral law that yes. a leader yes. of the free world or a nation that is looked to by so many other countries. Mm -hmm. um, I live outside the country now and I know that uh -huh. I know people from, I have met people there from all over the world. And they, they will joke with me and say things that's been going on for several years now. Um, we still have hope for your country you know, it's like they may not have hope for their country, but they still have hope for our country. And it's like there are a lot of people batting for us right now. So we yes, need to step up to the plate and, you know, punch it and out I, of the park. And I, I, I get that, too, from my family and friends back home in the UK. <laughs> but, but you know, this, this, this really, well, Jupiter is hope as well. This star yeah. point itself does give yeah. me hope that we are going to regain that balance of powers, balance of justice, mm -hmm. all those kind of things. We're going to claw it all back <laughs> and maybe even tighten it up more um, mm -hmm. over time. 
But anyway, yes. let's stop sharing that. So uh, let's talk about kind of going forward, the new five-pointed star. Let's, uh, you had okay. something to talk about with that. Yeah. yeah. Did I want to um, get this up here? Let me put this. Let me get that slide I was looking for. While Ariel looks, I do kind of want to warn people, you know, that I'm amazed and I would recommend kind of honoring the day really for this Venus star point. Um, I'm a great fan of kind of doing some little ritual, but don't expect everything to change on a day because this is a big paradigm shifting, you know, long term change that we have coming up. Okay. <laughs> I had this open before and somehow it didn't stay open, so I'm getting it here. Um, <laughs> That's and all right. And I'll share my screen. Yeah. Um, Zoom. Okay, here we go. Share screen. Share. There we okay. go. Okay. So it's um, on its way. Basically, it's, um, it's not showing yet. Actually. Oh, this is okay. the. Yay. Timeline <laughs> of the new Venus star point. We're, you know, getting. What am I doing here? I'm <laughs> trying to get back to there. Okay. I was trying to so, move yeah. this thing. Yeah. So it's 2022 to 2031. It's a long time ahead. This is a whole century of, of an air sign on the Venus mm -hmm. star. You know, there's only five points of the star. If you look at this graphic down here, this is a crop circle actually that was that appeared um, sometime shortly after the book was published, and uh, yeah. I I thought, wow, that's cool. Um, in mm. fact, the day that I finished writing the book in July of 2010, there was a crop circle that appeared in was it England or the Netherlands? One of those two places that had a perfect five-pointed star on it and it was the wow. day that i was sending the i closed it and i said okay it's off to the final editor now and then this star appeared someone sent it to me and i thought what <laughs> 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 he didn't know the guy that sent it to me didn't know i had just finished working on this book wow, you know, wow. he just sent me this yeah. star thing <laughs> anyway that's how venus so, comes <laughs> So then on these five points of the star, um, you know, there's a Libra point, there's a Gemini point, there's a, um, you know, all, all the different signs that it's in. And so every four years, what's going to happen from really 2030 up until 2030, 2131 is every four years, you're going to get a Libra star, star point starting at 29 and going all the way back to zero. So if you have any planets in Libra, this is your century. <laughs> <laughs> my no, my yeah. north node's at zero, Libra. I don't zero. Okay, you're going to have to go <laughs> all the way to 2031 <laughs> to get that one. <laughs> yes, nearly no, 200 years old. No. <laughs> no, you'll get the zero Aries point in a few years. So, you know. Yes, I will. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, so we have we have these things going on at different um, um, at different levels. But there's another chart I want to another graph I want to show you. 
in here. And I just put it in this morning. Not there. Here it is. Um, so, <clears throat> now what happens when there's five points on a star and there's only four elements in astrology? Typically, through normal times, there's always one extra element on the star wheel to define the nature of the times. Sometimes it's double Earth, the way it was in the early 20th century, all the way up to, um, you know, a certain point to the 60s, you know. And then a short period in the 60s, we had double air because we had Gemini and then Aquarius. And if you want to think about the period of 1964 to 1982, when we had double air on the sign, that encompasses the last half of the 60s and all of the 70s and just a couple of early years of the 80s. Mm. Um, we had an outpouring of energy of youth speaking out and becoming powerful actually empowered youth gemini star point mm -hmm. um came in in 1964 and it was um it came in at 29 gemini as the last zero cancer point was leaving that's called the world axis the zero cardinal and basically gemini you know it was like bob dylan saying the times they are a change and right as the star point was mm -hmm. coming out he was record but right before it he was recording that that song and those lyrics the times they are a changing and of course they then, were it was radical social protests youth were filling the streets but suddenly youth became powerful and potent and mm -hmm. um you know they had a voice like they didn't have before then you know, it's like and there was all air. there was all wood, there was all Woodstock and bra burning and all Vietnam protests and things. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andy Warhol. You know, I mean, yes. it 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 was like it it went from, you know, it was just everywhere. The pop culture and the youth movement and the music and the art and the you know the shape of the world at the time was was obviously was a mm. very exciting time, and that's. Well, those were the last years of the Aquarius star and Gemini was in mm. um, uh, in there too. It was a newly formed Gemini star and a, a kind of ending of the Aquarius star. And then it went into Capricorn in the 80s. And when Capricorn came in, I believe the whole Aquarian ideal and spirit of those last years of Aquarius kind of faded. Like they got yeah yeah they fell to the earth like a rocket that had just launched and it was on fire and suddenly it ran out of fuel and it just went boom mm -hmm. and it came down to the earth and then you know it's taken years for it to reignite mm -hmm. you know it's it's still kind of you know we're still thick into the capricorn star so we have really mm -hmm. been bogged down by a lot of um you know ideas of um the uh sort of um the materialism and the corporations mm -hmm. and the government partnering with corporations and you know people aquarius meaning the whole 
the idea of human rights and humanity mm. um, started losing their rights and corporations and businesses started gaining their rights mm. and uh, locking people out of, you know, it, it's like uh, there were, have even been films come out. Corporations are more powerful than people. They have more rights. In other words, they have more rights, legal. They which do. is absurd they do. when you think about it. Is this absurd <laughs> that a company has more rights than a person? Okay, you know. Let's over. Anyway. Let's overturn the the badly named Citizens United because <laughs> it's nothing to do with the citizens. But anyway, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the other reason I've been kind of excited to get the Libra Star on the wheel here is that we're going to have two air signs again. We're going to have Gemini who's still, mm. you know, alive and well. It's only halfway through the Gemini cycle. Um, came in in 1964, it goes to about 2070. Um, mm -hmm. And we, it just reached its peak uh, middle degrees um, a few years ago when we had the Venus transit through Gemini. Mm. And Gemini really produced at that point. But now we're going to have Gemini and Libra to air signs on the star and it's going to be um a chance again for people you know air mm -hmm. you know our own voices our own communication mm -hmm. to work together um now at the same time as libra is ascending on the star aries is descending because mm -hmm. though it's not an exact opposite what's happening is because Aries is down at the lower degrees now on the star and it's going to get, you know, it's going to reach zero Aries, you know, kind of shortly here in the next, mm -hmm. like in the next decade. Um, and so Aries, Libra's sort of rising and Aries is sort of setting, if you want to mm -hmm. think of it that way. And what I think the possibility of that is, the promise of that is, is that we start cooperating with each other again. Mm -hmm. We start being nice to each other again. We start listening to each other. In the Aries era, it's become loud and um, angry. And because we've had Scorpio and Aries, two Mars rule points we've had for a long time, right? So, yeah. yeah. People shouting on social media yeah. and being very. And a lot of talk about my rights, me, 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 don't take my stuff, all that kind of, that towards the end of it, we've had that much more unhealthy kind of um, yeah. Martin I energy, think, which is not yeah. always that way. <laughs> it is yeah. totally true. The double Mars, really, it's a triple Mars. If you look at Scorpio, who's mm. still kind of there in the background. Yeah and Capricorn and Aries, you've got three mm -hmm. signs where Mars is empowered. Yeah, because Mars no is exalted, signs. of course. Yeah, you yeah. had no signs of Venus. And now we have at least one sign of Venus coming in to the star. And slowly through time, in two more decades, um, less than that, we'll have another Venus sign coming in mm -hmm. Pisces when Aries Venus. Receives. And then, Venus is actually the es esoteric ruler of Gemini. Exactly. Oh, of Gemini. Yeah. 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 
in esoteric astrology. So we could actually, it could be said we are three Venus influences. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how I think that works? Venus being the esoteric ruler of Gemini is that when we speak or communicate through the heart, you know, that is how, that's how Gemini really comes through in, you know, in the most beautiful way that it possibly can be, you know. Um, and so it is that heart connection. Um, so yeah, mm. thank you for reminding me of that because I had think thinking about this lonely star not having any Venus related signs. <laughs> <laughs> but she's it's it's not her most related sign now. So it's almost like well, but Gemini is kind of about ch- a change, very mutable sign, bringing yeah. in the change. Uh, it's almost like Venus was creeping in through the Gemini point yeah that kind of thing yeah but anyway <laughs> yeah but, but um, we've got fire and air as you as you say you know we've got fire and air is, we're is, also going to for the next two decades we're going to have two fire signs too we're going to have aries and leo and this is where the aries i you know i i think we could make a case for the whole 20 uh the whole 20 1920s up till now when aries first came in uh, we could look at most of the 20th century and even till now as the as the me century rather than the me generation just of the baby boomers because I think with the Aries mm-hmm. star we've been growing in me power and like you say my rights my individual rights my mm-hmm. freedoms and you can see that's why Capricorn and Aries are square because Capricorn yeah. is you know, what's laid down by the the hierarchy. Um, this is the law. These are the rules. And Aries says, no, what, a, you know, I mm-hmm. want my rights. You can't just tell me what to do. So that's a square, not by mm-hmm. degree, but certainly by sign on the, on the star. And if you look at these different relationships and how they, you know, how they, work with each other you've got double fire which just makes the fire flame grow oh yeah brighter um feels it anyway. feels a bit like a wild like a wildfire really yeah you know, and it has been and there it has <laughs> been then and a lot of the earth has been suffering from wildfires in this in this last yes a period since you know we've got these two fire signs on the and that's since the mm. 80s when the star point changed for the last big change that we had in signs was the 80s and since the 80s we've had two double we've had two fire signs so a double fire theme and now mm. what's going to shift we'll still have double fire for a little longer but we're going to now have double air what's missing is water we're not going to have water yeah. 2026 is when Scorpio comes back one last time. I I do think it is uh, the world is also in crisis about water, you know, and this oh, star is even showing much. it, you know. Yeah, no water till uh, 2041. So yeah, when Pisces comes yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. So, so I think we're definitely. We are yeah. dealing with elemental changes, meaning the elements of the earth, fire, earth, air, and water, the whole world, you know, lives mm. and prospers by those four elements being somewhat in harmony. Mm-hmm. And Do you know, I know, 
I know of at least three people in the last two weeks who lost everything in a house fire. My goodness. Where? In Utah? No, one in Utah, one in the UK, one in Australia. <laughs> oh, my God. All over the world. All over the world. And, you know, fire and air, whilst it's going to have great creative uh, Phoenix-like potential yeah. as well, it's also yeah. got that. I think there's going to be an increase in fires as we've seen already and more water shortages like you said right so the new i mean with all the rebuilding that goes on after disasters i know after earthquakes they they have all in california and other places too they have all these um uh regulations in now for earth earthquake proofing homes and uh, at the foundation Mm -hmm. as best they can and I think the same thing has to go for new construction with fire, Mm. you know, that these things have to be, uh, because the world, you know, not only can't afford to lose, this is the Pluto. um, And I've Mm -hmm. noticed the last few star points have been connected to Pluto one way or another, Uh, even though it's five Mm. different signs. It's the Leo star point of 2019 had the quincunx to Pluto at 19 uh, Capricorn at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other one. Oh, the the Capricorn <coughs> Capricorn star of 2018 mm-hmm. had an exact mm-hmm. junction of Pluto at 18 Capricorn, and then four years later, in early 22, Venus retrograde cycle in Capricorn was going right over Pluto. Um, yeah, it's it's stationed retrograde conjunct Pluto, right? And, yeah, and wasn't. Um, or the via yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah so we've had a lot of pluto action on the star um but mm-hmm. um as we've identified pluto is the ending of an old of an old something mm-hmm. it's the wiping out of an old and so will we want everything to be wiped out that's going to be wiped out you know do we want to lose all the information on our hard drive <laughs> You know, not exactly, but, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, yeah. so some of it is going to be um, something. We're some gonna things have, are going to have to go. Yeah. Some things are going to have to go. We're going to applaud some of the things that are going. And but I mm-hmm. think it's really more about the consciousness now of how we are. You know, there's mm-hmm. obviously every sign and even the star, you can be working with it in a positive way or a not so positive way. Of course. And I think but just, to put, it's a time to so, be aware, be really aware and conscious. So to put a, a little more hopeful spin on it with all of this, I have seen and um, Venus, as I, th- I see as very, well, she is, she's very connected to the material world and the earth. She is kind of like, um, you know, very connected to that and to what we can manifest and make real. Um, but um, oh, where was I going with that? Um, I've seen a move and I think we're going to have to do more of it with all this fire and air of moving back to things like the indigenous uh, fire practices of how they managed fire, uh, you know, both indigenous people all over the world, but I'm thinking particularly of here, of here in the US and Australia. The indigenous people used to, there was wildfires 
all there's always been wildfires but they're used to control it in very healthy aligned kind of ways of working with the earth mm-hmm. rather than our way of kind of stripping the earth so perhaps this more venusian input will bring more balance back in with those things like that as well of learning to work more and bring more balance to how we work with the earth so cosmos pyranos in greek cosmos pyranos sacred fire using fire in the sacred way and and um, yes yes it is something to revere fire is a good element we need it for cooking we need it for um, fueling Mm -hmm. our cars we need we need fire we need fire in our world but this is like we're talking about here on the star that for a time it could be the winds whipping up the flames and Mm -hmm. double fire double air it could be you know very um out of control you know when there's too Mm -hmm. when there's an emphasis of elements and a lack of others you know things are not balanced so lever wants to come in and get things balanced and bring things back i think the whole hundred years forward in terms of a good message to leave people with is that lever wants to bring things back into balance and especially mm-hmm. with people and between people and mm-hmm. we have to get out of this me 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 culture and get more into a we 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 culture to get things done, mm-hmm. to work together, to be more productive, and to um, keep our planet happy and healthy, keep ourselves nice. happy and healthy. And I second all of that. And and just to add, you know, to go back to, I think it's really important that Haumea is so almost exactly conjunct to this Venus star point just by a few minutes. I. Th- think there is she's saying here you have an opportunity to rebirth something (laughs) that's more uh, balanced and more in the middle and coming together bringing people together again so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it does exactly whilst I think there's going to be some chaos I think there's a lot of hope in there so Mm -hmm. so is there anything anything else you want to add I know I don't want to keep you forever Ariel because she's been she's been doing what did you say before we started you felt like how these rock bands um (laughs) kind of feel when they have to play the same song night after night she's been on so many podcasts at the moment so I'm very glad you came on mine too (laughs) yes well we've had this planned for a long time and some of the others came up more recently um but I'm happy to be here we've had a different conversation today than I've had with some of the other programs which is good because it's the same subject and there's so many things to talk about with the star points we could go you know, I could do a hundred oh. more podcasts and I no, don't, I'm not going to, but uh, we could do uh, these videos are available. Mm-hmm. I want to recommend people who want to learn more, tune into the official Venus Starpoint YouTube channel because yes. all of us, um, not just myself, but some of the teachers that have become um, practitioners, certified practitioners have their own um interviews and videos on there and Mm -hmm. um, observations and comments and there's really a ton Mm -hmm. of material that you can study from learning about the venus star point from those videos and also at my website i've got lots of archival information from past newsletters and so forth Mm -hmm. blogs 
that I've done about the changing of the Venus star point from this to that. So we, we welcome you to come join our growing family mm -hmm. around the world of Venus Please star point do. practitioners. Yeah. And, and um, Ariel's website is sophiavenus.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Okay. And I'll put and I'll put the link to um, the Venus Star YouTube channel. This okay. I'll, I'll, I'm uploading. I'm uploading it to mine first, but okay. I will upload it to the practitioner's website as uh, YouTube yeah. as well. So please follow okay, us both. Good. Here's the yeah. There's the website. Um, is the website? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I can hi highly recommend getting this book as well. You know that she's at the back of the book. There's um, a list of all the Venus star points going right back to 1750 and up to 2049. <laughs> we could go further back as well, but <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to the Pisces star as well, but you know, I'm going to be, uh, I'm not going to rush my life away because I'll be really old. By the time I and I'll be even older. And I don't know if I'll make it through to that one, but it would be nice <laughs> if I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it's a great shift anyway. So yeah, as, as Ariel says at the end of that, um, you know, just read this slide you know let's hope that the earth can hold herself together until we get there and may peace be with you because we're in a huge transition with a lot of hope and i think it's i think it's actually going to bring great things eventually mm -hmm. <laughs> and i want to leave everybody with one word if you listen to this before october 22nd um and um, I'm planning ceremony at a sacred spot here near Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, and I really invite all of you to create um, a ceremony somewhere where you are living mm -hmm. or nearby. Get a few people together. If you can't get anybody together, just do it in your own garden or in, you know, your own space. Um, but as a way to just really welcome the new Venus star point coming into uh, play for the next hundred years. Um, and um, I agree, I agree. Venus onto the star. It's like a party for Venus. Hey, you're on the star. You're on your own star now. <laughs> and, and do you, oh, I, I meant to ask you one quick question before you go. Do you use the 17 minutes Kazemi for either side of the exact conjunction as we do with, um, yeah it's yeah. what the ancients yeah. came up with i think that's fair um so i, I did the time further. i would go a little further within a degree um yeah you know within a degree of the kazemi but on on mountain time i think the exact time mountain time where you and i live three, is three something three seventeen yeah three in the afternoon three, three it's three seventeen on um the 22nd but um, it gets within 17 minutes on Friday on Venus Day um, at one around 1.15 p.m. Mountain and doesn't leave 17 minutes until almost 5 p.m. on the 23rd Mountain Time. Which oh, is good. So we have Denver a nice time. window of, yeah. you know, depending on where you are in the world, you can you can yeah. use that window. Yeah. So don't so don't worry if you can't do a ceremony right on the Kazemi because you know you might be in bed or something or, <laughs> or have a, a but you know any time within those two days really Friday afternoon my um, Western 
um, mountain time to Sunday early evening. Find yourself time to do exactly. some kind of ceremony. Get, be prepared, yeah. getting into that space. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Ariel. It's been a real pleasure. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Don't forget to check Ariel's book out. Uh, check her website out, sophiavenus.com, and also the um, the Venus um, official um, YouTube channel where I'll be posting this as well. Again, that I'll put the links in the show notes. So until I'll see Venus, I'll see uh, Ariel very soon because we have practitioner meetings, which are awesome. So if you want to become a Venus uh, practitioner, Venus star practitioner, you get those as well. So, yeah. <laughs> <for now. laughs> Thank you, Louise. I really enjoyed our conversation. And Thank you for having me and doing this wonderful podcast that you do. Thank you. Okay, go with Venus.